good evening. Good to see everyone out this evening. Let's go ahead and go to the Lord in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we do thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to be in your house, to worship, and to praise you. Lord, we ask for your presence among our presence this evening. Lord, pray that you would speak to our hearts and uh, give us exactly what we need to hear from you. Lord, do uh, ask that uh, as we do our business meeting a little later, Lord, that you would bring unity to our church and just uh, guide and direct us in all that you do. Uh, we say and do in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Brother Duke, would you come? All right, good evening. Uh, get your hymnals, if you will. Turn to page uh, 18. Page 477, page 477. Thank you. 
Let's have some fellowship time. Shake Well, I do appreciate you being here this evening. We do have our business meeting right after services, so I, I was praying about the message and uh, won't keep you very long and uh, uh, tonight, and then we'll get into our business meeting. So do again appreciate you being here. How many got a nap this afternoon? A couple people got a nap. I didn't get one. I tried. I laid back here in my office. I tried to take a nap. Couldn't get one in, so... Uh, uh, now, that's all right. I'll, maybe I'll be able to rest uh, real good tonight. So, but I do appreciate you being here. Looking forward to a wonderful evening in the Lord's house. And uh, I'm going to ask you to join me in John chapter number nine. John chapter number nine. The Bible says in John nine verse one, and as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. 
And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but the work, uh, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me, while it is day, the night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am here, I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he that had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay out of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay, and said unto him, Go wash in the pool of the Siloam, which is being interpreted uh, sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed and came seeing. The neighbors, therefore, and they uh, which, uh, which before had seen him, that he was blind, said, Is not this he that sat and begged? Some said, This is he. Others said, He is like him. But he said, I am he. Therefore said they unto him, How were thine eyes opened? He answered and said, A man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed mine eyes and said unto me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And I went and washed and I received sight. Then said they unto him, Where is he? He said, I know not. They brought to the Pharisees him that aforetime was blind, and it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. And then again the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight. He said unto them, He put clay upon mine eyes, and I washed and do see. Therefore said one of the, some of the Pharisees, This man is not of God, because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. Others said, How can a man that is a sinner do such miracles? And there was a division among them. They say unto the blind man again, What sayest thou of him, uh, that he hath opened thine eyes? And he said, He is a prophet. But the Jews did not believe concerning him, that he had been blind and received his sight until they called the parents of him that had received his sight. And they asked him, saying, Is this your son, who ye say was born blind? How then doth he now see? And his parents answered them and said, We know not, or we know that uh, this is our son and that he was born blind, but by what means he now seeth we know not, or who hath opened his eyes we know not. He is of age, ask him, he shall speak for himself. These words spake his parents because they feared the Jews. For the Jews had agreed already that if any man did confess that he was Christ, he should be put out of the synagogue. Therefore said his parents, he is of age, ask him. Then again called they the man that was blind and said unto him, Give God the praise, we know that this man is a sinner. He answered and said, Whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know, that whereas I was blind, now I see. Let's have a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, once again, Lord, we thank you for this story and uh, of this blind man that uh, uh, just by faith, uh, trusting you, uh, was restored his sight. And Lord, we uh, give in sight. Lord, we ask tonight, Lord, that as we were once blind, uh, Lord, that now we can see through spiritual eyes. And Lord, I pray tonight that you would speak to our hearts, give us uh, some, uh, just some truths that we can grow thereby, and Lord, that we can be encouraged throughout our week. Thank you again for what you're going to do. If there's one here, Lord, that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, I pray that today be the day of salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. 
So here's the story. We read it pretty quickly or just went over it. And a man that was born blind and the Pharisees wanting to trap Jesus again, as they always did, trying to trap him and said, you know, this really, he really wasn't a blind man. They, they came up all kinds of ideas. And then they finally said, okay, he was blind, but, you know, how, how could Jesus do this? And Jesus, or this man, he says, I, I don't know if he's a prophet. I don't know who he is. I only thing I know is I was blind, but now I see that. Look there, and this is going to be our key verse. He answered and said, whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know, that where I was blind, now I see. I'm an absolute type of guy. I mean, I want to know, uh, I don't like gray areas. I want to know black and white. I, I don't want to know... Uh, I mean, I want to know what's good and what's bad, and uh, I'm an absolute kind of guy. I want to know uh, what's the truth, and uh, uh, I want to be absolutely sure about things. And as we watch the media today, we sometimes get the truth, uh, a partial truth, and then other times we get a lot of lies, and the media uh, and the, uh, doesn't, the truth doesn't matter to the media as long as uh, it boost their ratings and and things such as that. I'm so glad that I don't go to the news for the truth. I can go to the Word of God and find the truth. The Bible says, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You see, with all the uncertainties today, we have a place that we can run and find absolute truths. Things that we can know beyond a shadow of a doubt. And I want to share with you six thoughts or so about things that we can know without a shadow of a doubt. Things that we can know without a shadow of a doubt. Number one, we can know that God hears our prayers. God hears our prayers. The Bible says, If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. The Bible says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that he cannot save, neither his ear heavy, that he cannot hear. God hears our prayers. The problem is not with God's hearing. The problem's not with that. Uh, the problem, it lies with our heart. The Bible says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. And so the problem is uh, not with folks. Uh, the problem, folks, is not that, uh, that God has a hearing problem. The problem is our heart issue, the sin in our lives, is blocking uh, our prayers from being answered. God always, let me say this, God always answers prayers. He either answers them yes, no, or not right now. And he may not answer the way that you want him to answer, uh, but I can tell you this, he does answer our prayers. He hears our prayers. And the Bible says, casting all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. God wants to hear from That's what, uh, I guess, baffles my mind. I, I uh, I, I'm just in awe about it, is the fact that the creator of the world, the universe, wants to hear from me. God wants to hear from you. You know, and the thing that we can know for sure is that God hears our prayers. God hears our prayers. Number two, I can know that God has saved my soul. God has saved me. You know, there's some people that are going around uh, uh, this, this day and time and they say, well, I hope I'm saved. I might be saved. You know, I'm glad I can pillow my head tonight knowing that I know that I'm saved. 
The Bible says in 1 Peter 1.18, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by the traditions uh, from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. You see, this salvation uh, doesn't, isn't because of what I, how much money I had or how good of a person I am or any of those things. Salvation lies in the fact that Jesus Christ died for my sins and he rose the third day victorious over death, hell, and the grave. You see, if there is one thing that I know for certainty, one thing that I know for sure is that I know that I'm saved. The Bible says in 1 John 5, 11, it says, And this is a record that God hath given to us eternal life. And this, is a lie, this life is in His Son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son hath not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that she may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. These, listen, folks, there's something that you ought to know for sure is that God hears our prayers and that God saves us. If we, there's conditions to all these, uh, these things. Number one, if we have sin in our life, the Lord will not hear us. So well, that's what's hindering our prayers. Number two, for salvation, if we don't ask Him to forgive us our sins and come into heart and save us, then we won't be saved. It's by trusting in Him alone. You see... You can know that you're saved and on your way to heaven. I know that I know that I'm saved. Aren't you thankful for that? I hope that's your prayer tonight. I hope that's your testimony tonight, that you know that you know that you're saved. What am I saved from? Well, as I said, I'm saved from death, hell, and the grave. I won't have to... You say, what do you mean? You're going to die. Yeah, but listen, this physical body's going to die, but the spirit lives forever. I have eternal life. Uh, I, I have, I'm saved from eternal damnation. Folks, we're not going to be uh, in the place of fire and torment. If you're saved, you won't be there. You know, we're saved from the wrath to come. You know, there's coming a day. There's coming a day that uh, old Satan and all his followers, they're going to get their just reward. They're going, to, they're going to be cast into the lake of fire. They're going to be in that uh, eternal damnation, and they'll, they'll feel the wrath to come. And we're saved from the judgment to come, and, and we're saved from Satan you know, and uh, his strongholds. We don't, you see, the thing of it is, folks, we don't have to succumb to his, uh, his, his uh, uh, snares and things like that. We don't have to follow those things. But we're also saved from the penalty of sin. You know, Jesus Christ, what he did on the cross saved us from that penalty of sin because what we were in ourselves, we were left to ourselves, we were to die and spend eternity in hell. That's what we deserve. But I'm thankful that I'm not getting what I deserve. Number three, one thing that I can know is that God holds my salvation. It's God that holds my salvation. It's not in Buddha. It's not in Muhammad. It's not in any, any fake, false God. But it's in Jesus Christ and God the Father, the Holy Spirit, uh, the Holy Trinity holds salvation, my salvation, in their hands. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 1.12, For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed. For I know who I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep which I have committed unto him against that day. Aren't you thankful that, uh, that it's not me that holds your salvation? 
Aren't you thankful that it's not you that's holding your salvation? Because I can tell you this, as I look at some of you today, there isn't anyone that deserves to go to heaven. And as I look in the mirror, I don't deserve to go to heaven. And I'm glad that Jesus Christ, because of his righteousness, has made me righteous. And I am on my way to heaven. God has given me eternal life and I shall never perish. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave him that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The Bible says, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. The Bible says in John 14, uh, 4.14, But whoso drinketh of the water that I shall give unto him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him as a well of water springing up into, uh, into eternal life. Bible says in John 5.24, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Bible says in John 6.27, Labor not for meat which uh, perisheth, but for the meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. Aren't you thankful that God is the one that seals our salvation? It's not in what you've done. It's all in what He has done. Folks, these are things that we can know for sure that, hey, salvation is in His hands. No man, but we'll get into that. In John 6, 47, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. The Bible says in Romans 6, 22, But now, being made free from sin and become servants of God, ye have the, your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. Galatians 6, 8, For he that soweth to the fle- his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth unto the Spirit shall reap uh, of the Spirit life everlasting I know that I don't hold my salvation because I can tell you this because of human error and because of sin I would lose my salvation if I held it and let me tell you you would lose your salvation if you held it or if uh, someone held it for you but I have everlasting life I don't have to worry about losing it aren't you thankful for that tonight one of my favorite passages in scriptures, John chapter 10, verse 27. I think this is the most, uh, the most comforting verse uh, with, this, uh, in, with this subject. It says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Jesus Christ is there stating, He says, Listen, I'm holding your salvation in my hand. And God the Father is holding your salvation in His hand. I tell you what, the Bible says, a lot of people says, Well, you can get your own, you can take yourself out. You can, you can, uh, well, the Bible would be uh, a lie then if that's the case. Because the Bible says no man. No man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. No man is able to pluck them out of my hand. One thing I know for certain tonight is that salvation belongs to God. He's the one that holds my salvation. Number four, something I know is that my Savior lives in heaven. My Savior is in heaven. In Job chapter 19, 25, it says, For I know that my Redeemer liveth, 
and that he shall stand at the latter days upon the earth. You know, some 2,000 years ago, our Lord and Savior died on the cross. But aren't you glad that the story didn't end there? The Bible goes on to tell that he rose victorious over death, hell, and the grave. Sin and uh, Satan couldn't hold him down, but he arose on the third day. We celebrate that every Resurrection Sunday, and then also, uh, you know, every Sunday we celebrate the fact that we serve a risen Savior. Hebrews 7.25 says, Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth and maketh intercession for them. You can find his remains, you can't find his remains in a grave. You go to Buddha, you're going to find, you're going to find, you, Muhammad, these false gods, listen to me, you're going to find their remains, but you can't find God's remains. Why? Because he's, in the, he's sitting at the right hand of the Father making ever intercession for you and I. The song we sing, He lives, He lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and He talks with me along the narrow way. Aren't you thankful that He lives today? One thing that we know for certain is that our Lord and Savior is in heaven making intercession for us. Another thing I want you to know is that God can help in any situation. God is our help. Our theme for this year, I'll look unto the hills which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Folks, we need to get our, our, our minds wrapped around that. No matter how, how, what the situation is, no matter how hard the struggle is, we can go to the Lord and know that He is our help. I can tell you this, that oftentimes we try to face adversities, we try to face trials and troubles in our own power, only to fall on our faces. But I'm thankful that I know that He can help in any situation. The Bible says in Romans 8, 28, say, even in the bad things that happen, what about the bad things that happen to me? The Bible says, and we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God. To them who are called according to his purpose, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. See, those things, those trials in our lives, you say, Pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. I may not know what you're going through. And I know that there's some people that are going through some really tough situations. But can I tell you this, that the Lord is our help. No matter what you're facing, no matter what struggle. See, we don't understand it while it's happening. Why is God allowing this happen to me? Well, it's to draw you closer to Him. It's to bring you into, uh, to conform to the image of His Son. Why do bad things happen to good people? I, that's, I, that question is asked me all the time. Well, I don't understand Brother Rick, I don't understand, Pastor Rick, why, why do bad things happen to good people? And I can tell you this, that bad things happen to bad people too. It rains on the just and the unjust, the Bible says. But the thing is, is that we have the Lord to go through those trials with us. I don't understand how people get through it today without the Lord on their side. I don't understand it. See, during the hard times, I know that I have someone I can go through the fire with. My favorite story, my favorite children's story, uh, you know it, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. 
going through that fiery furnace. And I, 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 the reason why I relate to that is sometimes I realize I'm going through a fiery furnace. I'm going through a fiery trial, but I realize that I'm not going through it alone. God says, God says I'm, I'll be there with you. I'll never forsake you. I'll never, I'll never forsake you nor leave you. See, the thing of it is, is we can know that He's our help in any situation that we come to. The last thing I want to give to you tonight is I know that I have a home prepared for me in heaven. I know that one day I'm going to be like Him. You know, in 1 John 3, 2, it says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and if did not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when, uh, we shall, when He shall appear, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. There won't be any need for wheelchairs. There won't be any need for glasses. I was talking to Brother Travis about uh, Miss Pam's mom and uh, just uh, the tough situation that she's in. You know, she'll have a clear mind. Unfortunately, Miss Doris, Doris had lost a, a lot of her mental things. She just forgets a lot of things and such as that. But sweet spirit, and we, we love her and appreciate her. But can you imagine no more crutches, no more glasses, no more arthritis? I was talking to Brother Phil just before I came in this service, and he fixed my collar. I was like, I'm sorry, I can't reach it. I won't have, to, I won't have that problem when I get to heaven. I'll have a new body, a new spirit. See, I can, you know, I, I know that my home's in heaven as well. The Bible says there in, first, uh, in John, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Lo, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. You know the, the one of the promises God says in his word that we need to claim? To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. You know, I believe this is the most comforting thing to me, knowing that when I take my last breath, that next, that quick I'm going to be with the Lord. There's no purgatory, no waiting, uh, waiting on justification. Why? Because that was all paid for on Calvary, folks. God rent a temple, uh, rent a veil from top to bottom. That we don't have to go to a priest. Listen, we have the great high priest, the Lord Jesus Christ, making intercession for us. The Bible says, "For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, if we were to die." We have a building of God and house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Folks, these are just some things that we can know for sure. I wanted to bring some uh, encouragement to you tonight. I hope that uh, no matter what situation you come to, because you know what? We all get discouraged. But these are things that will never, never change. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. And these promises, these things that we, we just heard tonight are truths that will never change. Never change. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Some things I can know for sure. I know that God hears my prayers.
That's if I don't regard iniquity in my heart. The Lord will hear my prayer. I know the Lord holds my salvation. If I've been saved, Jesus Christ died for my sins. He holds my salvation. He's given me eternal life. I know that my Savior's in heaven. I know that God is my help in every situation if I'll trust in Him. And I know that I'll soon be like Him. I'll soon be like Him. And I know that I have a home prepared for me in heaven. These are just some things that you can know beyond a shadow of a doubt. Why? Because God has promised it to His children. His heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Maybe you're here tonight and you say, Pastor, I... One thing I don't know for sure is I don't know for sure if I was to die today, I go to heaven. I don't know that for sure. Would you pray for me, Pastor, anyone like that? I believe we're all home folk, but don't ever want to take it for granted. Maybe you hear and you say, Pastor, I, I have been going through some situations. I've been going through some trials, and I need to look to him for my help. I don't know what the case may be. However, the Lord dealt with you tonight. I just ask that you be obedient and trust him. Follow his leading. As we said this morning, our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Lord, I ask that you would speak to our hearts this evening. Lord, pray that you would just have your way during our invitation time. If men and women, boys and girls need to find their way at the altar, Lord, I pray that you would, uh, Lord, that you would give them boldness. And Lord, that you would give them clarity as they come and, Lord, deal with uh, situations in their life, whether it's uh, not trusting you fully or new commitments or whatever the case may be, Lord, I pray that you would work in a great and uh, marvelous way. Thank you again, Lord, for what you're going to do. We give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Brother Adam's going to begin playing softly. God has spoke to your heart tonight. I'm going to encourage you to come find a place at the altar. I ask you to go ahead and stand to your feet for a moment. God has spoke to your heart. I'm going to encourage you to find a place. Maybe it's just to thank the Lord for these promises that we have. You know, there's people that are walking about. They don't know. They don't have these, these promises. They don't have these truths. seated. Go ahead and have the men come forward. We'll take up this evening's tithes and offerings. want to remind you of a few things. Of course, right after our services tonight, we'll be having our business meeting. And then uh, next Sunday, or this coming Friday, we're going to leave the church at 5 o'clock for our teen uh, tubing trip. So make sure, teenagers, you're here uh, for that. And then uh, next Sunday night is going to be our teen service. Also, after this service, we're going to have uh, some uh, fellowship time and just uh, have some cake and ice cream and stuff like that and celebrate. I've been forgetting to do that. My wife reminded me of that the other day, but I was wanting to do that once a month just to get together afterwards and just have some cake and ice cream, some punch and things. Uh, but we'll do that next Sunday. Uh, that'll always be on the last Sunday of the month, uh, unless otherwise told. Uh, but uh, that's next Sunday. And then also February the 3rd is prayer breakfast. I invite you to come out to that. Sunday, February 4th, we're doing this campaign, Love Your Sibling Day, uh, which not necessarily just your uh, brothers and sisters, but uh, 
I was looking for an S word, so uh, it's Love Your Family Day, all right? So bring your family to come to that first Sunday of February. And then the second Sunday is Love Your Spouse Day. Make sure you bring your wife, all right, and, uh, or your husband, whatever the case may be. And, but uh, bring them and, uh, and be encouraged that day. And then the next week is Love Your Social Group Day. Bring your friends and your neighbors, co-workers into church that day. And then the last Sunday is Love Your Sanctuary Day. Love Your Church. We'll be having a special offering for our uh, parking lot fund. And looking forward to getting that done this year. All right, let's go ahead and go to the Lord in prayer. Brother Peyton, sir, would you please? start at uh, uh, quarter till and uh, we'll start our business meeting this evening uh, I do have papers to hand out to everyone make sure you get those if you uh, need to get home you go ahead and leave uh, that'd be fine but uh, just if you'd like to stick around for our business meeting give you a quick chance to uh, exit out after we close in word of prayer so let's all stand we'll close in word of prayer and again appreciate you being here brother Josh sir would you please close this sir Dear Jesus, I ask that you would please help us to remember the words that we have heard tonight and apply them to our daily lives. I ask that you would help us to be good stewards of your word as we go about our week. And I ask that you would give everyone safe traveling mercies and on their way home this evening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.